Good day, nerds, and welcome to episode 229 of the Nerd Cantina Show. I'm your host, Ken, joined by my co-host, Steve, and we're going to recap this week's nerd news. Beginning in entertainment, we're going to talk about the big drop in revenue for Thor. Then we've got Netflix updates, an interesting story about a, a beloved Stranger Things character. Tony Hawk entering uh, the NFT space, along with some other celebrities, some Russian news, and uh, a little bit about some broadband standards. There's a lot to get to. Let's get started. Calling back all nerds. Nerds! All right, episode 229, and we're still in the heart of the summer. No real summer blockbusters, though. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I did want to go see Pause of Fury, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, What is Pause of Fury? Pause of Fury is a CGI cartoon made by Mel Brooks about cats, samurai cats, and some dog is like the chosen one or some shit. <laughs> but all i is know it, is it geared uh, at adults or kids it, well i mean it's it's geared towards kids but it's made by mel brooks okay. so you know there's some adults I, i've seen well, i've seen critics like compare it to like blazing saddles like an animated kids version of blazing saddles and that really intrigues me okay <laughs> all right you can't you can't say anything about kids and blazing saddles in the same sentence. Man, that's that's what I'm saying. Like Samuel L. Jackson's in it, like borderline cursing. <laughs> like there's there's a lot of like there's a lot of big celebrities in it. It it flopped this weekend. Like it it absolutely flopped. Minions still killed it. You know, but but man, yeah, like I'll I'll go see a Mel Brooks movie regardless of, of what it's about or or whatever. I, I, got, I got kids. I got an excuse. Peaked. I don't have to go by myself. I can bring a child. I'm not going to be the weirdo without a kid at Pause of Fury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think I'll be seeing it, but I'll probably watch it whenever it hits a streaming service somewhere uh, that I may have a subscription already to. Um, but yeah, this week, you know, didn't have a lot of numbers going to the movies at all. Uh, and then, you know, really we had Thor just dump, essentially, as far as it's... Uh, it's first and second week, you know, dropped over 80%. Uh, well, that writing was on the wall, you know, like... It was, and you said last week it was still... You still thought it was going to be a billion-dollar movie. Um, it's because a lot of people, said, not I, I like us, it get there. enjoyed it. Like, I still see a lot of people like, no, I thought it was, wasn't as good as Ragnarok, but it was... It was I, I, But then there are a lot of people that felt the same way about us. It's, it's too campy. It was too, like... So yeah, I think with the the mixed reviews, a lot of people are just like, "All right, streaming service, <laughs> like, we'll we'll wait, we'll wait the forty five days." Yeah, it it's really one of the biggest and sharpest drops, uh, or maybe it was the sharpest drop uh, from an opening weekend uh, for you know a, a Marvel franchise movie, and yeah, it's just it really isn't great. It's it's one you could wait for for sure. I did find another new TV show that. That is pretty fucking crazy. Ray Liotta's last kind of like role, the show Blackbird on Apple TV. It's got Terrence Egerton. Oh, yeah? yeah, Terrence Egerton. It's like some big like big actors, Ray Liotta, Terrence Egerton. And it's a true story about a a dude from Kankakee, so local boy. You know, like a dude from Kankakee. <laughs> 
gets busted uh, selling drugs, but at the same time he gets locked up, there's like some serial killer they're trying to find. Like they they think they got him for one murder, but there might be like twelve more. But they don't know where any of the bodies are or anything like that. So they move him to a different prison and have him like befriend the serial killer, trying to get the locations of more bodies. And if he gets them, they'll release him. You know, they'll they'll commute commute his sentence. And like, man, it's it's pretty fucking well done. Like, I'm I'm pretty impressed with like how they're telling the story, the actors they chose for for the sh- for the show. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. There's some good summer shows going on right now. You still watching The Old Man? I I don't think I've seen the last one, but yes, I, I, I'm mostly caught up. I think I, I'm one episode out. Yeah, that thing's, yeah. That's, that thing's all over the place, man. That's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, I did binge through most of that terrible Resident Evil show. Oh, um, I, not not me, <laughs> not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's Resident Evil, so I guess it meets the expectations. Not good, but also, I don't know if you're watching a Resident Evil thing. I don't think you're going into it for. Her for some Again, great level no. of uh it always amazes me there. with your limited time the like the shows you choose <laughs> sometimes sometimes i choose like the resident evil was a was a chosen show because i knew i didn't have to pay that much attention to it like <laughs> i had other stuff to do i was multitasking it was really just playing in the background uh and I was okay with missing <laughs> some well, of the the nuances of the of the show that makes more sense <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I don't even know what the next movie, the big next big movie I'm trying to see is. Like, I don't have any tickets lined up. Like, I think you know, mid July we're we're wrapped up on on the summer movie season, which is pretty depressing. Yeah, yeah. In our nerd world, I mean, really, we've got like She Hulk coming out here in a couple weeks. Maybe I don't know if people are just tired of Marvel. Movies and and shows like Miss Marvel. Nobody watched it. I watched it. I didn't watch I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it, but, but yeah, like that says a lot, right? Yeah, like, I ain't watched it yet. I'll try to binge it at some point, but yeah, I got I got other things higher on the list. Yeah, I'm flipping through my AMC app right now in the coming coming soon's, and I don't see like shit really that I feel a need to go see. We got the DC League of Super Pets. The Rock plays The thing. Rock plays Superman's dog, <laughs> and Kevin Hart. Of course, Kev- he does. And of course, Kevin Hart is the other like sidekick dog for. <laughs> like, of course, they'll do, those two will just sign up for anything. I swear, y- absolutely. Especially like, voiceover they, things. Sure, they can. <laughs> yeah, they're like they just got, they got thrown a bag of money to stand in a room for three days and record lines in the same room together. Like the, the, those motherfuckers are attached at the hip at this point. People just want to see the pressers. Yeah. Well, we've got some other entertainment news with uh, Netflix. You know, Netflix had their, you know, quarterly earnings and investor updates. uh, And they lost almost a million subscribers again, which was less than, than I guess, expected uh, coming out of the last one. So it didn't take quite the like 25%. Didn't didn't we just do a story? Didn't we just do a story where like 200,000 dropped and they were like, it was a big deal and now they expected over a million and a million isn't a big deal like what are their gauges like how yeah. are they how are they giving a shit about so, but this? maybe that's why it's stock tank because they lost two, uh, 200 and some thousand last quarter 
but they predicted that they were going to lose two million this quarter. So then they only lost nine hundred seventy thousand, which I guess is a good strategy, right? Just tell them you're going to lose <laughs> a significantly larger number, and then I, I'd say it all the time: expectation management is the key to happiness. They set the expectations at two million, it beat expectations, and now people are happy. Like this is this is how it goes. Yeah, I mean, so. So yeah, they, they they but they still yeah they lost almost one million subscribers and they also in uh, in this quarterly earnings they discussed that they will have an ad supported tier coming in early 2023 and I think the writing was on the wall for this for a while the, the moment they started losing subscribers then it was okay well we're gonna we're gonna start having an ad tier try to get some more people back on a lower price point some people don't mind the commercials I mean I have the ads uh, tier on. A few of the smaller subscription services like Peacock, I have the ad version, you know, so I got to watch a commercial yeah. every once in a while. Because if you only got a handful of shows and I'm not watching it all the time, then I'll just I'll just deal with a few commercials. What really pisses me off though is I have the ad free Hulu, but there are some shows where just like, oh yeah, this ain't covered on our ad free. Y'all got to watch some commercials. It's like, well, wait, a, like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> like, like, why, why does this show so important to Hulu that you're like, yeah, no, like, we know you're paying that extra money, but you're going to have to watch these fucking commercials too. It's so fucked up, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, I have the ad tier Hulu, so <laughs> that's my life. Honestly, there's like no better feeling when the TV show fades and you know a commercial supposed to come and it just fades right back in. You're just like, oh yeah. Yeah. That's 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 my four <laughs> bucks at work right there, boy. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it's a really good feeling. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see, you know, what Netflix continues to do next quarter and as they move into this ad tier model in twenty twenty three. Well they're trying um, another to, thing. Man, they're yeah, they're trying to recoup the some losses, man. They're trying to trying to get that money. Yeah. Another another bit of news coming out of them was that uh in some countries I don't know which countries yet, uh, but in some countries, uh, they're, they're probably poorer out. than ours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, 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 spoiler in, alert: the United States, <laughs> like they won't bring this stuff to the United States until they know they can do it and not just get crushed. Um, but yeah, they, they're continuing to roll it out. We talked about it before that they did it. I want to say like they did it in like the D- Dominican Republic or somewhere that we talked about before that they, yeah. they tested this out at at a. Uh, at a place in the world where it was a 299 charge and 299 is more impactful there than in a lot of places in the world uh and they're they're continuing to roll it out in other places like el salvador and guatemala and argentina uh so again not rolling it out in the united states yet they're testing this system out in other countries that uh that they can they can lose some subscribers and not not feel the pain from uh but yeah the extra home charges uh they're they're continuing the test, and it's it's eventually, especially if they keep bleeding subscribers. Well, I don't know, you know how the they're going to really like years, enforce this because a lot of times I'm I got Netflix on my phone, my daughter has it on hers, you know, my girlfriend, we got it on the Xbox, the PlayStation. Like, are they going to limit my devices? Is it like based on IP? Because if it's based on IP, then like what I can't, you know, like the fact that I have the phone app. I can watch it anywhere. And if I'm at a friend's house and they don't have Netflix and they want to watch something, like I should be able to stream it, you know, Chromecast it or, or, you know, whatever to their TV without having to pay some fucking fee. Like, yeah, if they're logging into it all the time, that's one thing. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't, 
know how this enforcement's going to go down and if it's going to impact. Because the first time I'm like at a hotel, because like I bring a Chromecast when we go on vacation, so I could plug in a Chromecast to the hotel TV and then stream whatever I want to the hotel TV. You know, so are you gonna you gonna limit me on that? Like, because if so, then what the fuck, man? I already pay enough goddamn money. Yeah, I I think. Oftentimes, the HBO Max did has already done this. There's been other subscribing services that that have done this. The mobile apps, I don't think, end up getting IP blocked. But if you're going to like log into a smart TV or whatever else uh, with like HBO Max and it's not your home IP location, they do flag it. Uh, so I, I imagine it'd be something like that. Mobile devices would probably be the exclusion, uh, and then more of like your Roku devices and Fire Sticks and smart TVs and those kind of things uh, that are like permanent installations. That's what I figured because the only way you can get it is like, yeah, if if it's permanently logged in on an Xbox or a PlayStation that is hooked up to a different router so it has a different IP. But once you get to the mobile, like, what the fuck, bro? You can't can't bottleneck me like that. I think that's how it works, but we'll see uh, as they're in it. They're continuing to expand that. Yeah. yeah, a story I read that I thought was funny that involves Netflix. Um, that Joseph Quinn from Stranger Things. So he's got all kinds of popularity now after doing the uh, the Metallica scene and like yeah, fans just love him and especially the fact that spoiler alert he don't make it. <laughs> so fans are fans are really up in arms about all that. Um, he was at a comic book convention signing autographs and like, had mentioned to him and, and like opened up to him because during the signing, I guess the promoter oversold the amount of signings that he had time for. So like literally they were treating this dude like he was in some kind of like signing concentration camp. Like, <laughs> like they were just, they, every time a fan would come up and say, we love you. And he'd ask them about the question and try to talk to them. They'd be like, shut up and sign, buddy. Like, just keep it, just keep it rolling. And, you know, like, and I guess it was like really bad to where like the fans came up to him at the panel, you know, and were just like, hey, you know, we understand you couldn't get to everybody signing. It's okay. Like, da 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 da. Like, dude started tearing up because he felt so bad. And like, these fucking people at the con were on his shit so bad. Like, I, I just, I just couldn't believe like that's. Because, like, dude's got a little bit of fame, you know what I mean? Like, I understand yeah. he's not a celebrity yet or anything like that, but, you know, he's he's got a fan base. He, he He's there signing autographs. You paid the motherfucker to come and write his name. Like, <laughs> so he's obviously and, a and somebody. Half, and half those people who are yelling at him for to just, you know, just shut up and sign would be the same people if they were earlier in line. And dude was just shutting up and just signing and kicking and sending people off. He'd be like, "Man, what a dick! Couldn't even answer a question. Couldn't even well, it wasn't couldn't even fa- say hi." It wasn't the fans <laughs> like, telling him to shut up and sign. It was like the con- the con promoters, like the people who booked. Oh him. shit! I thought you were saying it was the fans that were. No, it was the, it was the people that booked him, like the people that stand behind the table to make sure like oh. people aren't taking pictures and stuff like that. It was them. <laughs> like Iggy Mao, work harder. They're just fucking snapping on this dude. <laughs> like, oh, that's terrible. So if you're looking to see Joseph Quinn at a con, they might have fucked that all up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might not be doing too many cons. Well, I think that'll round us out here on on entertainment talk, and we can 
Jump over into a little bit of a tech segment. I was going to say, we got, we got a couple gray area stories, a little bit of both. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe a little bit of both, I guess. Uh, yeah, first, uh, first, we'll jump into some, some crypto talk here. We've got Tony Hawk. Uh, he's, he's entered the NFT world, the, the latest celebrity to enter the NFT world here, and he uh, he's doing so with a metaverse skate park. Because why not, I guess. Right? I was going to say, like, it, like did, are we shocked? Are we shocked? Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's a, doing a, a skate park in you know branding it as the the largest virtual skate park ever. Uh, and is that a high bar set kinda, so far? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a bar. It is a bar. Uh, and he's doing this in, in partnership with like Tom Brady. Tom Brady's been been known for his you know he's been well involved in cryptocurrency and stuff in the past. And uh, you know the I mean, I guess it makes sense, right? It's it's a fairly simple concept. Put it in the metaverse. People are going to play it. It's going to look just like a, playing a video game, but we're going to call it metaverse this time. Uh, and, and you can sell NFTs around it. Uh, and I'm sure somewhere along the way, it's going to be you can sell and sell you know NFTs for avatars, for different boards, for different things, right? You can you can do any of that stuff in the NFT domain. Uh, so Tony X doing it. Whether he's going to be successful or not, you know the. The track record for celebrities coming into the NFT space is not good. No. Uh, I think some of it's like the natural degen of degen mentality uh, of like the whole NFT community in the sense that it's like the celebrities are coming in to try to make money and the degens are like they're not gravitating towards that. They, they'd rather go well, buy their like, next I crypto think, dick butt. I think they're <laughs> early and they're setting up for a possible bright future. You know, so like most of the DGen community is early 20s to old fucks like us, right? You know, so we kind of see the cash grabs and we're very cynical about, you know, this kind of stuff. But there is a whole generation that are, you know, high school and below that are growing up where nfts are becoming commonplace they're used to playing you know Fortnite and buying skins and their whole lives have been around microtransactions and and shit like that i think once this the younger generation ages enough to where they have disposable income this shit will all change you know i think the cynicism of us you know, being like, oh, it's just a cash grab and da 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 da. Like, I don't see anything. There's going to be a whole generation that grew up only knowing the metaverse, you know, and I think that's when these projects you'll see really kind of like pick up. Yeah. I mean, it, it may be, right? I still think the term the metaverse, there is no such thing as the metaverse. There are many metaverses at this point yeah, in time well, um, who the hell knows a, what's going to what's going to win metaverse, what's gonna, like you, yeah whatever right you know what i mean and but i think most of them are going to come and go they're going to disappear nobody's going to use adopt them and, and use them or build anything that's that's interesting on it a lot of them are just going to just be boring and poorly developed and they're going to go away and maybe that's what sandbox is going to end up being uh with you know Tony Hawk. and I, I do think there is some space uh whether it's metaverse or just nft stuff but it's it's interesting to see where like nft money will go there's not a lot of nft money right now there's not a lot <laughs> no. of volume going into nfts at all um but as these celebrities have done stuff right kevin hart did an nft project that didn't even mint out didn't even complete sell, uh, its sale yeah. sylvester stallone had his project those. he can't yeah. he's canceled it uh indefinitely for now uh we've got and it's funny to me right you know the the celebrity 
that that have bailed on their projects. Johnny Depp pretty much bailed on his project that he did months ago. <laughs> like, like they you know, need doing the it money to connect with like, their fans. Uh, yeah, like yeah, they're, they're doing it to connect with their fans and have a new medium and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, but when the money wasn't there, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, we're out. <laughs> it's like, no, you still had a couple thousand fans that bought it. You didn't have ten thousand fans that bought it, uh, but. Okay, I guess I guess it's not enough to stick around. It's not enough to actually do what you said you were going to do in it. And I think it, we were going to see more celebrities coming in. And I think it's going to be met with the same kind of skepticism and uh, and resistance. Yeah, like the the names you you just named too. It's like you if you break even, like if it's about creating a community and and giving back to your fans and having a way to to communicate with your fans. Like even if you operated at a five figure loss. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's nothing to you people. It's nothing. It's it's a hundred dollar bill to us. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I still think it, th- there's a market for it, and it's gonna it's gonna be something, right? All they have to do is offer something to, to fans, and they actually have well, fandom that matters, right? Like, people it, used to pay for fan clubs in the fucking in the nineties. Well, and they like, can, get something they can in the still mail release it, and if it hits popularity when NFT money comes back. You make money off the NFTs perpetually for life. You know, like, so just because you didn't make a shit ton of money on the initial doesn't mean that if it, if it picks up and fans come clamoring to it, like, doesn't mean that there'll never be money in it. Like, you, you rake seven to 10% for life, you know, of every yeah. sale. Like, it's just, if, yeah. If there's sales, it's <laughs> a scam. <laughs> but more in a little, little NFT news before we get to the next topic, but. An NFT, right? Uh, Non-functional tokens aren't always attached to images or whatever else. But the .eth uh, ENS domains, uh, Ethereum naming service uh, domain addresses, some of them have been just selling for ridiculous amounts. And I don't quite get all of them, right? Like there's there's huge offers and sales for like numbered ENS na- domains at like, you know, six, seven, eight <laughs> .eth it, it will sell for a hundred thousand dollars because it's a three digit ETH, and I guess it's it's kind of like the equivalent of if there could only be one three number license plate for a car in the entire country ever that just gets sold over and over again. Well, that might be worth something, right? Like because some people like these weird numbers and like these things, and that's what like these dot ETH no- domains well, I are. Can, I can never the be same replicated. thing is like when. There, you know, like a lot of you kids might not remember, but I remember when the internet first came out and people were buying website names. Yeah, so, like, people, names. people that were smart hurried up and bought Walmart.com. They hurried up and bought some of these major companies' web domain names and sat on them, knowing that Walmart isn't going to take, you know, Walmart dash zero.com like no they're gonna pay whatever the fuck they gotta pay to get the actual walmart.com so like to me this is the same the same rush right it's the same concept a lot of these corporations are gonna want their dot eth domain i 100 percent agree in the corporation thing and that's why it's weird to see the like the prices that these numbers are going for because it's i don't know if there's gonna be an enduring market for that like but people are making money or people are spending a lot of money on these numbered ones but like the i mean if you if you spend enough time trying to determine why things have value you'll go crazy you'll go crazy Right. (laughs) right but but this story right bringing up ens and ethereum domain names uh just because yesterday the 
whoever the hell was smart enough to buy Amazon.eth received an offer for a million dollars for for Amazon.eth and did not accept it. Yep. Nope. Um, nope. So, nope. Hold that bag, buddy. Hold good, that bag. Good on that person. You know, there's it's it's a crypto wallet that puts in the offers. Who knows if even the per, the person trying to buy it for a million might just be somebody speculating on it too, not necessarily like somebody with Amazon. Uh, and but somebody valued it at a million dollars, and apparently the person who owns it values it for more and said no, thank you. Yep, no thanks. So it's interesting. I just I just wish I was smart enough to do it. I guess that's uh. That's what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, because I remember the day you could start buying the dot ETHs. You know what I mean? We were all talking about it. Yeah. And like nobody, none of us were smart enough to be like, all right, let's all let's all buy Walmart, Amazon, you know, fucking Microsoft. Like like none of us had the foresight to just start claiming dot ETH domains. These guys did. And I, honestly, for sure, it's worth more than a million. For sure, it's worth more than a fucking million. You know, and if, yeah, especially yeah, if you're a big believer in in Ethereum and everything else, uh, then absolutely, it's worth more than a million. Good for dude, man. Good for dude. Like, get get that money, pal. Fuck Bezos. <laughs> All right, we'll continue with a little bit of <laughs> tech news here, <laughs> and, and uh, let's discuss. We've got a story coming out of uh, out of Russia this week, and Google. Uh, has has been hit with a, a significant fine. Let me get the exact number for you here. It it is a fine for twenty one point one billion <laughs> rubles, rubles, um, <laughs> which is about three hundred seventy four million dollars. And uh, they they've been fined by uh, by by Russia because they are in violation of uh, of a an order that they were given to stop and take down prohibited content specifically on Ukrainian news. Uh, most of this fine is, is attached to YouTube, uh, them continuing to play news segments and things from uh, Ukrainian me- uh, media in Russia and got slapped with a, a pretty hefty $374 million fine. I mean, like, if, that's if you're Google, actually more like, don't you just say fuck you? We're not paying, and I think maybe that's that's where it goes. Um, at this point in time, you know, Google made two point three billion dollars in Russia last year, uh, selling ads and doing their normal business in Russia. I mean, so they can eat this three hundred seventy five million dollar fine and still be profitable there. And I guess that's all that matters is profitability. If they wanted to make a stance, a political stance about free speech and things, sure, get out of there. Your shareholders won't like that. So, so they're going to stay. They're going to keep operating in Russia, and they're just going to potentially eat big fines like this. Um, what's the market cap I, I of Google? They eat the big like, fines. what's the market cap of Google? Like, what's what is two billion Whatever. actually really valued to a company like Whatever. Google, who has almost got a probably a trillion dollar evaluation? They still have shareholders that they have a, a fiduciary responsibility to, and a cutaway profitability over a political stance uh, that doesn't that doesn't hold up well. I mean, I get it, like, but as we see, there's there's starting to become a move of fuck that China money in in the entertainment industry. I don't see why tech shouldn't can't possibly do the same. You know, fuck fuck your authoritarianism. Like, I I think you're gonna start to see that not having these principles is going to affect your your bottom line more. In your most profitable areas, maybe uh, I, I could I could see it, and 
again, when it gets to that point, sure, they'll they'll make the noble decision to, to pull out of these countries when it's affecting their bottom line. Well, there you, I mean, uh, there in, you go. In Start using Bing. Fucking, fucking Bing browser. Oh, bro- gross. Gross. <laughs> gross. <laughs> who's, who's got time to scroll through Bing to find the thing that you want when Google will give it to you right up front? Yeah, I have some... Ha- have some principles like, like stand stand by your shit man like yeah well i mean we'll see at this point in time i think best case scenario is they just keep paying the fines but they let they let the media roll and they just accept the fines uh and not take down right like this is actually a good sign that google didn't take down the ukrainian news or start blocking it in russia uh so maybe that is their stance right just saying hey we'll eat we'll eat the cost but we're going to keep showing ukrainian news we're going to keep allowing those messages to get through yeah like that is their stance and i kind of respect that what's russia's move if they're just like no and they just continue to exist like I don't they know how Russia's, these, these revenue, Russia's revenue internet infrastructure fines. works, whether they could just block the, the site or not. But yeah. like, who knows? I do not. I say they just play chicken. Just play chicken. Just keep act like you never got the letter. Treat it, treat, <laughs> treat it like jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, one last story here in, in tech. And the FCC chair, the current FCC chair, right? Uh, following, what was it? Ajit Pai was the, the last one. And uh, our current FCC chair is now making a push to increase broadband standards to 100 me- megabytes uh, per second download speeds and 200 megabytes per second upload speeds, which is significantly more than what it, it currently is. And it's currently set at 3 megabytes per second and 20 megabytes per second. Yeah, I. this is still such a low standard, though. Like, this is still so, like some pretty shitty internet. I mean... Uh, 100 megabytes per second is not shitty internet. Um, you know, it's shitty internet if you're gaming. It's shitty internet. If, so the the it's shitty internet if you're I living have. in a first world household. So and and that's where yeah it comes down to. I don't know what the benefits of of increasing the speeds are, right? And to some degree, you increase the speeds, and maybe it allows the FCC to one force internet service providers to increase their speeds in order to to get to what they can advertise as broadband speeds uh and drive the price down for what is considered basic broadband um at the same point in time i think it makes it less achievable for like this concept of making broadband internet a almost utility that can be subsidized for people in poverty for you know households that don't have access to internet and everything else increasing the capacity and the speed of broadband maybe that makes it even more of a challenge to keep that affordable or to to provide that as a a basic right or or utility service i mean honestly that's that's where i'd like to see it go but i i think this is at least just you know we we have to raise our minimum standard, especially if we're going to live in a world where Zoom meetings are part of your everyday work life. You know, online schooling is a a viable option and sometimes mandatory option. You know, like we had a really shitty time during the pandemic when we had to roll out an entire school year on a computer screen and we have a large population of this country that don't have good internet access like that covid shined a, a bright light on a hole in our infrastructure if things like this were to ever happen again and 
yeah, I think raising the standard, the minimum standard, is a step in the right direction towards, you know, remedying some of these problems and being prepared for unforeseen, which now, like, after living through a pandemic, should be foreseen problems. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. And I think three megabytes per second is probably too slow to be considered high-speed internet today, right? Like, that's not enough to even stream, like, Netflix or basic YouTube. What what number did you you just say? Did you just say three? Three is the current standard. Three. Yes. The current standard set by Ajit Pai and his administration is three megabytes per second. Like that, that number right there is like, <laughs> like I, I can't even believe that's a thing. Like, oh yeah, I'll like, all you gotta oh, do is. No, I'm an idiot. Now I gotta retract. So, you know, for all our fans who fact check me, three megabytes per second is the current upload speeds. 25 megabytes per second is the current download. That, yeah, okay. That so sounds, it's gonna go from 25 right. to 100. Both and are then trash. Upload speeds, <laughs> upload speeds are gonna go from three to 20. Yeah, um, both are trash numbers. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't, like, and, th- and that's the thing is, like, we have, it- it's hard for me to relate because, you know, I live in a major metropolitan area. You know, but there, you know, I went and visited you in Oklahoma. There's a lot of motherfuckers out there that, that are thirsty for that internet, boy. Like, thirsty for that internet. Like, and. Yeah, and if, if, I think it's it's a it's it is a I guess a good speed. I'm just curious on on what what that really does to the industry. Maybe this is just an attack against uh, Starlink. Remember, uh, Starlink almost wasn't allowed to legally classify themselves as broadband, broadband. because uh, because of the 25 megabyte per second threshold. Uh, now you increase it to 100, and pretty much all satellite internet is now lo- no longer considered broadband internet. Well, this is. I'm, I'm hoping what this is is the government essentially doing what I believe their job is is to set and provide a minimum standard of American life. Like, and I get 100 megabytes per second looked at globally is still decent internet. I don't care to compare our minimum standard of life to anywhere else around the world. Right? Right? I like. I don't. I don't care if. You know, like, well, you know, you should be happy that you're not in Botswana because they have shitty. I don't give a fuck about Botswana. Sorry, Botswanians. I really don't think about you in my daily life. (laughs) So (laughs) what I do care about is what the minimum American standard is compared to like the top tier of our country, the middle class of our country. Like what, given the fact that this is what our country is and what we have and what we can provide, what should be the minimum standard of life for the average American citizen. And yes, for the average American citizen, 100 slash 20 is a good start for a a minimum internet experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you like that, then you'd love the statement that, uh, that the FCC chair, uh, she also said in her announcement that as a separate national goal, uh, She's looking to set one gigabytes per second and 500 megabytes per second upload for the future standard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as, the, as the future standard goal. So if, yeah, if, if you like 100 megabytes per second, let's just 10x that and get to one gig well, I mean, at some point in time. Because essentially what's going to have to happen with internet is a kind of the same thing that happened with like cell phones. Like, bro, I remember having to pay for minutes. Like, like, like all these people growing up with cell phones with unlimited data and, you know, just like 
any time. And it's like, I remember having to wait till it hit nine o'clock to call anybody. Yep. Because yep. I didn't have the fucking minutes to, to spare. Unlimited nights and weekends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, like, when. When that was going on, there still were like packages where you could have a lot of fucking minutes or almost unlimited minutes, but they cost out the ass. And even right now, like I pay for, I don't have gig speed at my house, but I got pretty high up there. Like I paid for, for extra, you know, but we need to be pushing to a point where like, yeah, the standard now is fucking unlimited minutes, unlimited data, you know, like. And and now we're at a point where every cell phone service has that kind of like as their standards. We need to push internet providers the same way as we've kind of pushed the the cell phone providers. You know, I everybody's kind of like like these 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 broadband services have really gotten to like just get a a free ride on doing whatever they want and taxing the shit out of everybody for what, as you said earlier, most people consider. A public need, a fucking public utility. You know what I mean? Like we need to treat internet providers like the gas company and the electric company. You you can't you can't survive in a modern world. I mean, like, of course there's gonna be some fucking libertarian asshole that's like, nope, you can survive. You can survive. You can survive in the world without public transit and without fucking, you know, internet and da 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 da. It can be done. It can be done. Like, yeah, okay, I get it. It can be done. Like, but realistically you cannot survive in the world without without access to the internet you can't you just can't you know and fuck your libertarian view i don't give a shit like like, (laughs) again minimum american standard that's what the government should provide well i think we've uh we've beat this one up enough and that's a it's a light week in uh in in nerd news there as we're coming to a close here this week james webb sucked the uh suck the air out of the room for our space stories like nobody yeah. nobody, <laughs> nobody's giving a shit about space this week i couldn't find nothing man <laughs> no but uh but yeah, it, this time we're going to take a little summer break after this week but whatever hopefully you've already done the subscribing and the the things so that way you'll be notified as uh as we'll come back online in a couple weeks and uh and keep keep delivering a little bit of nerd news Yep, nice, nice little hiatus. Uh, let us catch up on some real life things and and get through the end of this crazy ass summer that I think me and Ken are both having. Those of you that know us personally <laughs> uh, can attest that we are fucking burning at both ends, buddy. <laughs> like, we are burning at both ends. <laughs> so, but we'll uh, we'll let the world catch up. And uh, we'll we'll see you guys as soon as uh, we can get back in front of these microphones. All right. Until then, nerds. We'll see you. See you.